we are back. We are back. Um, it is September 11th. We're recording this on the Monday after a glorious weekend of watching the first weekend of NFL football. Lions fans just got to sit back, relax, and watch all these teams, you know, mess around and stuff like that. The Lions sat back as the first place team in the entire NFL coming in this weekend as the only one and O team. Um, and I think we'll have some opinions about where we how we look compared to the rest of the NFC North. But we'll get to all that in a moment. Before we do, we got the blue Kool-Aid here to break down, get their thoughts uh, on the Kansas City game a little more for those that weren't here for the rapid reaction after the game on Thursday. And then we'll get into our uh, thoughts on the upcoming game against Seattle and our ever-famous predictions. So, Boo, before we get into all that, let's introduce the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. First, we have UJ. Hello, Lions fans. Connor. Yo. And Bob. Hello there. All right, gentlemen. Uh, as I mentioned, the Lions uh, 1-0 and after that stellar victory in Kansas City. Me and Rudd Dog kind of broke that, got our reactions on the Thursday pod, so we want to get yours. Um, for, but I just want to mention the Lions 1-0. The Vikings lose as a favorite in Minnesota against uh, Tampa Bay. A lot of people didn't see that one coming, especially if you had them in your survivor pool. And then the Bears got absolutely walloped by the Green Bay Packers. So the Lions and the Packers sit at 1-0 and uh, atop the NFC North, while the other two 0-1. But yeah, Kansas City, Lions, go in there. A lot of, lot of Lions fans on the road traveling to the game, too. Let's start with you, Jay. I want to get your thoughts on the game really, uh, on, that took place on Thursday night. Well, first of all, it was just an awesome game. I, I, was, I was so keyed up, for, excited for this game, as we all were. And, uh, boy, it didn't disappoint. Uh, Dan Campbell setting the tone early with that fake punt was just uh, just unfrickin' believable. <laughs> I mean, that, that really set the tone for the whole game. It, it, we were not afraid of this team at all. And they didn't play that. They never did. They stayed aggressive. Uh, golf was just, I mean, it wasn't spectacular, but it was sort of masterful in its own way that he was so controlled and he, he just, he was efficient when he had to be. And uh, it, it, our offense did what it had to. I mean, it wasn't, uh, I mean, we played a really good team here and, uh, and we came out ahead and we did what we had to do. And, and this is what, these games are not going to look pretty a lot of times when you're playing a good team like the Chiefs. And to come out ahead in their home field, just uh, there's not enough good things to say about this team the way they played. But uh, and 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 the great thing about it too is we we didn't do a lot of things good. We made a lot of mistakes, and there's a lot to fix up too, which makes it even better for the coaches. We can't just sit here gloat about some great crushing victory. We got a lot to work on. And uh, boy, I see nothing but good things happening for this team. So much fun to watch. So I don't know. <laughs> you can you can go on and on about this this game. It was it was amazing, Bob. Yeah, I was so excited about that game. It, when I first heard it, it was on the schedule. I thought we could win that game and get on national spotlight, and people notice us. And what happened? Because I, I mean, I think this team is built to win now. I think like they were we're built for this, as Campbell said. And uh, unlike what Mike Tirico said, I think there's no asterisk <laughs> this game. Because, because uh, uh, you know, it was in Kansas City, which is a hell of a tough place to play. You know, I mean, that's they have a home field advantage that's crazy, and uh, they went in there and beat them. So, I was so excited about that game, and I'm looking forward to the rest of this season, man. Connor. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I'm. 
I think this might be the most special regular season game we've played in the last decade. Like, everyone was hyping up the Lions. It was a terrible place to play, and they just went in and did it. And, like, I can't remember a time in my life where, like, they just, like, proved that they're them. And, like, you guys have already touched on the fact that they could not play a perfect game. They played a really good game, but not play a like it's always they say against the Chiefs, you have to play a perfect game to beat them. The Lions didn't do that, and they still beat them, which makes me think that we're in for a really special season. I think the offense is only going to get better. Gibbs is going to get more carries, and I'm really excited for the future. But man, I think this was our toughest game on the schedule, and to come out with a win is very exciting. Yeah, all the Lions B writers had the Lions losing, not the blue Kool Aid drinkers, though. Not the nope, that's right. We're all undefeated so far in our prediction. Oh, yeah, which is awesome. Definitely. Um, UJ, who, what's a player that really stood out to you in that game, though? That that you walked away with, with uh, you know, if the fans just t- talk to me about a player that you saw in that game that you wanted to talk about a little bit here. Well, the ultimate teaser player that game was Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't get the ball too many times, but man, a couple times he did. He just looked. You could tell his speed is on another level. It's just what well, he, he turns up field. And that one play we ran on the sidelines, bounced off a couple of people, a couple of spin moves for a big game. I mean, there's nothing but great things to come for this kid. So if one thing really stood out, I'd say I'd say that to me, uh, even though we just saw it in, in small doses, I think we're going to see a lot bigger doses coming up. Bob, anybody stand out to you? Yeah, I was kind of going to pick Gibbs there, but I'm going to just paint a broader brush and just say our rookies kind of showed up, man. Jack Campbell making a big play. Um, Gibbs. I mean, everybody, uh, it was contributions across the board there. So I think the future looks bright. It's what a draft, man. I mean, it's early. It's looking good that we did the right thing. Connor on the Chiefs podcast we went on, they were giving us a bunch of crap, like count, like saying, depending on our rookies. (laughs) <laughs> and they showed up. I mean, Brian Branch with a pick six. Mm-hmm. Jack Campbell yeah. had an amazing pass breakup that almost got intercepted. And Laporta, had, I thought, looked pretty solid, too. Yeah. Um, nothing yeah. flashy, but I thought Yeah, it well, it's good. tough for a rookie to produce in this league, and, and at tight end specifically, I yeah. mean. And uh, he, he had a great opening game. Yeah, he actually had one of the better ones. No rookie uh, or no tight end this week had over 60 yards receiving in the NFL, which is pretty crazy compared to considering how the tight end position is these days now in the NFL. Yeah, basically just another one. Um, but no drops, also very important. Uh, and he also had a key block on the touchdown run from Montgomery. Yeah. So yeah. that was yeah. refreshing to see, too. Um, But what about the defensive performance, though, you guys? like, I Yeah. Mean, were, you, were you jazzed about how our defense really stepped up against Patrick Mahomes? I know the big story for this game is arguably the Chiefs specifically Kadarius Tony dropping the ball, but you know, the line took advantage. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, the defense, our defensive ends were getting off the line pretty well. And I think they were held a lot too, which didn't get called. That's my take. Maybe as a homer, but uh, held. Um, What about the left tackle that was getting all the attention? Yeah. (laughs) Boy, he was lined up illegally for half the game and he got the jump off early. I swear on like 15 snaps. Oh, it's ridiculous. Maybe that's exaggerating, but they called the flag like twice. All this talk about the drop balls and that's how the Lions got lucky. They were cheating half this game anyways. (laughs) So let's call it even. Yeah. I thought the pass interference is a bad call too. Oh yeah, totally. On a CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I thought that was clean. Uh, And that, 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 but I mean, 
Yeah, and did, I mean, Jawan Taylor also was lying. The, the head, one of the ex head referees at the NFL, <laughs> saying he was cheating basically by being like a full half yard off the line of scrimmage. Um, I don't know how that isn't called. I'm, I would imagine the Lions coaches said something to the ref, like, "Hey, this guy is lining up way too far in the backfield." Well, I don't blame him though, because you know what, Hutch is a monster. Yeah. He is just—he he is awesome. so hard to. Bl- he is just a terror in there with a nonstop motor. I mean, he didn't get any sacks, but man, did he wreak havoc in there and, and made life difficult for Mahomes. And even the whole line actually did a really good job of squeezing the pocket, you know. But he is Mahomes, and he's going to get out once in a while, which he did. But for generally speaking, they did a really good job. And and, and wow, Hutch, just the guy's unreal. He's really good. Yeah. I'm going to correct myself, correct. too. It was Cam Sutton with the pass interference, not CJ Gardner. Oh. But Connor, you're good. No, I was going to say, I, I, Hutch was probably my player of the game on defense, at least. I thought oh, yeah. he did a pretty good job of containing Mahomes. I mean, he did slip out. Everyone was talking about that double spin move he did, uh, which was cool. Even though Holmes, Mahomes did get out of the pocket, it, it was just cool to see him <laughs> send uh, O-lineman on skates. So... <laughs> And uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, I want to give a shout out to his ski mask after the game. Um, he went on in the locker room talking about how the Saints the same lines, and he had a blue ski mask on. It it looked really funny in a good way. <laughs> Did you see Brad Holmes on the field after the game celebrating with the fans too? Yeah, I thought that was yeah. cool. He, was, oh, yeah. that was awesome. he, he is so hyped up. <laughs> he is enjoying his life right now. That's a man that enjoys his job tremendously. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so glad we have him. What a difference a regime makes. Can you imagine uh, Quinn? No, about Quinn was like. Yeah. You know, on one of those darkness retreats like Aaron Rodgers took, you know, didn't see him all year until the end of that one press conference they're required to do. Um, Yes, very, very different. Yeah, Quinn got bent out of shape when Hawkins' hair grew long, remember? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Two different things. (laughs) These guys are dopes, man. Um, But Dan Campbell said they expected to go in there and win. Uh, That's a good mentality to have. Um, I mean, the, the, Wait, I actually I wanted to ask. So, UJ, you, you were praising Dan Campbell for the Lions going, doing the fake punt, which, you know, total credit. But they were on the Kansas City 40-yard line, fourth and two, or fourth and three, um, midway through the third quarter, I believe, or second quarter, third quarter. I got to go back and look. But either way, yeah. they they didn't stop them there, or they didn't go for it there, which I thought right. was really bizarre uh, after showing kind of this, like, supreme aggression. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want to get your thought on that. Yeah, it was a bit of a head scratcher for me too because I thought I just I was almost assuming they were going to go for it just the way Campbell is, and uh, they didn't. And, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what he was thinking in the moment. Uh, thought they'd pin him deep, trust the defense, but uh, yeah, that was yeah. a bit of a head scratcher for me, especially when we were in there. He's, I, he's we not the, predictable. Yeah, you know? he Can't sometimes play. does play it safe, and like we've observed that frustration in the past. But I guess if he was always aggressive, he would be aggressively predictable. <laughs> Yeah, one, good one point. Of my favorite good point. Things about that fake punt that they did complete uh, was watching the KC special teams guy like getting so frustrated. <laughs> oh yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> he lost his mind. That was great. <laughs> I know, but Bob, actually, and I, I want to bring this up because you you thought Rudd Dog and I were too harsh on our offensive line with our comments on Thursday night. Uh, just want to get your thoughts. Yeah, as to well, why you thought that way? Because I didn't think we were that. No, I just, we, just we, expect, we have a high ceiling, you know. It was just interesting because I, before that, I was listening for some reason. I was listening to WIP uh, Philadelphia Sports Radio, and they were talking about the Lions Chiefs, and uh, they were talking about how good both 
our lines played against the Chiefs and how they outplayed them. And then I turned on our pod, which I wasn't on, and you guys were very critical of them. And I was like, well, no, they played a great game on the road at Arrowhead. I mean, it's not going to be a perfect game, but they outplayed them, I thought. Uh-huh. And, when, and when it came at the end of the game, when we needed a stop, they got it. And then when they needed the offense to, to get that first down, you know, to crank out the clock, they did it. So, yeah, fair enough. I give, uh, I, that's just my take. I want a little more out of Lee McNeil up the middle. I, I he was getting held yeah. and such, but they didn't call it. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, nothing yeah. to do. Um, but I, I wanted just yeah. a little more out of him after all the hype from the, the offseason. Uh, and just the offensive line, yeah. I thought, uh, especially on the run plays, they're getting stuffed a little bit too much. But I, I need to go back and look at the film a little more. Uh, well, my thing is, you're playing the world champs, you know, mm-hmm. on their turf. Yeah. Well, they're raising a banner. It's a that's a hostile place to play. Oh, for sure. They're they're going to be good, of course. We're not going to win every rep. And uh, I just thought the Lions played well. Credit to the Lions so. fans, though. There was a lot of Lions fans in that stadium. Yeah, it I was. was yeah, really impressed. There, were. Was there awesome. was a "Let's Go Lions" chant going on at one point. Yeah, uh, I was told. I didn't hear it, but really, really cool. <laughs> I was reported rumors. I believe it. it. That there was. <laughs> um, but you, actually, you know who our highest graded offensive lineman was in this game for PFF? I know. Big V, but it was Big uh, V. Yes, how about yeah. that? Nice little yeah. surprise. If he can stay healthy and play at a pretty high level, that'd be a huge boon to the offense. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because it was kind of a weak point last year, a little bit. Uh, so having some, and then of course you have Glasgow to throw in there as well at times. So, uh, and do you think this will help? I mean, not that maybe he doesn't need it, but will light a fire under Bugs that he wasn't able to play? Yes, and the better. You know, and they won without him. Yeah. Definitely. So, sounds like he's back on board from his social media. He went crazy <laughs> and then he got all these again, guys, so. you know. They, it's always straight to social media these days. Sound like an old man, but <laughs> in my day, we wrote a letter to the paper. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um I, I yeah, Broderick Martin wasn't active for this game either. I was kind of looking forward to seeing what he could do. Uh but I'm sure he'll be activated soon enough um here. But yeah. Uh oh, Marvin Jones. Do we think is this just one bad game, or do you, are you losing a little faith in him after this game? Uh, he didn't. He, he didn't play great. Uh, he played pretty no. bad actually. <laughs> he had his first yeah. career fumble <laughs> ever at the worst yeah. time. He couldn't do like you know. Uh, I guess there's no good I time think, to fumble. Yeah. But. It's too early to declare his decline, but I mean he's older and. I mean, it, it was a tense game, so I don't know. I'm not. It was a bad game, but I'm not ready to like write him off by any means. But it will yeah. be great to have JMO back. Is my take. I wouldn't be. Su- yeah, I think it's good to have a veteran presence in there, and I don't think we're yeah. relying on Marvin Jones to lead the team or anything. So, you know, it's a little early to write his obituary. I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the rookie in there though this week, uh, Antoine Green. Uh, I could see him uh, getting a few plays in there. Trying to stretch the defense a little bit. Uh, you know, the Jones Definitely. thing, yeah, you can write it off. He's a veteran and uh, had a rough game. But, you know, uh, I think the leash is short with these guys in, in, in actual performances. So if they have a rough performance, uh, Campbell's not going to tolerate too much of that, you know, <laughs> these days. We're expecting great things out of these guys, you know. Definitely. If they don't play, play well, you know, they're going to lose playing time. So I mean, I mean, he'll get a chance of redemption and all that, but uh, yeah, don't expect a 
I'm going to let him keep doing that. <laughs> I'm surprised you know nobody's I mean? mentioned him yet, but Josh Reynolds, I thought, really stepped up in this game. Huge. Huge. Yes. But when the Lions needed a that that first down, Josh Reynolds stepped up uh, in this game. And he just continues to be extremely underappreciated uh, by more more than national media. He's appreciated by Lions fans. But if you turn on broadcast or an analyst or anything, his name is never mentioned. He's a super – ever since he came over to Lions – the, the offense has taken a massive leap forward. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Yeah, I think Goff, he's, you know, Goff's comfortable with him, right. and he's a, a reliable guy for him. And, uh, yeah, I thought he started the game a little slow, but then uh, he became the big part of that game. So he had an overall great game, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Hey, just on, on a Goff for a second, though, a couple of his throws were just really awesome. Uh, there was one throw, where it was about a 15-yarder, I can't remember, but there was like it reminded me of Stafford-esque back in the days when you see defenders' hands, like, it went through a little tunnel, you know, just made it to the... Receiver. Oh, yeah. All right. It was a really amazing throw. Uh, Goff just had a really good game, too, so... Yeah, 130-plus passes right now without interception. When he doesn't throw a pick, the Lions are in very good shape to win the game. Uh, that's been proven out since since he's joined the Lions. He kind of screwed yeah. me, though. I'm not going to lie, okay? How far is he from the record? But golf is like nearing the record. I know for like most passes. I'll see if I can try to find it. But go ahead, DJ. No, he screwed me in my parlay. Okay, I had a five bet parlay going, and uh, it was uh, golf over two hundred fifty four yards. It was the that one same. that blew it, and it, he had two hundred fifty three. So oh. it's okay, Jared. <laughs> I forgive you. Just keep winning, buddy. That's that's why when he who did he have open over the top? So, and he he took a Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I'm in around. He could have, but then he's like, "No, I gotta get Screw Jack and the UJ in the parlay." So he, <laughs> yeah, sure. He's thinking shorter of pass. So let me let me tell you really quick. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers has the all time record at 402. Tom Brady is second with 399. Third is Jared Goff with 359 actively. So he is oh, yeah. 44 away. So two games basically. Two unless games, baby. He could do it. He could do it. He has to throw forty-four times. Um, but yeah. Uh, any any last thoughts on this game before we start looking forward to next week? Uh, not really. Are you still riding on a... the high of Thursday night? Because I am absolutely. Oh yeah. Especially Absolute. watching the rest of the division, I I just feel better and better about the lines every day. I, I'm still riding the high of going into that Kansas City game because mm. I thought we could win that game, and then I just. I think this team is poised to do had a very blissful summer, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, my, my father in law asked, like, how you feeling like on Monday morning or whatever, and I, I said, I'm still, I'll be great for the next 10 days at least. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, I yeah. just got a little extra pep in the step, you know. Uh, anyways, I think we should go and now start beginning to look forward let's look forward now we're no longer looking back we're gonna look forward i'm doing the hand gesture we're going forward because the lions they're bringing after this big victory on the road lions has already jazzed up for the season first time in the history of ford field that they sold out all their season tickets and now they're coming home off a of victory from the super bowl champs on the road one and oh first place in the NFC north going against the seahawks team that just lost by 17 to a rams team without cooper cup 
in Seattle. Um, the Lions are five and a half point favorites. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling really, 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 really good about this matchup. And don't forget oh, the yeah. Lions. This is also a revenge game for them, too. Last year, they lose 48-45 in that back-and-forth game, back-and-forth. Jared Goff did have a pick six in that game. They actually, I don't think that was his last year. I'll have to go back. But uh, Was that a reference to Caldwell? We, were, we thought they were going to do the back-and-forth thing when they were no. covering the bomb from uh, Aaron Rodgers back in the day. But anyway. <laughs> no. But good note. Uh <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, uh, Sorry. so the Lions in that game, forty-eight last year lost forty-eight to forty-five. This was in Detroit as well. Um, they gave up, I forgot how many yards, over two hundred plus um, yards on the ground, three hundred twenty in the air. Oof, it was bad, 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 bad. This is part of the historically terrible start for their defense last year. Um, but if Derek Austin's throws pick six, they probably win. TJ Hawkinson had a big game, hundred eighty yards, two touchdowns. Um, but man, this Seattle team last week against the Rams, actually, I want producer kid J, do you mind hopping in for a second? I just want to, I just wanted you to talk for just a minute here about what you saw out of this Seahawks team, especially the second half. Cause I think what they have like four yards until like late three yards, I think of total offense half. in the second half. Just what can you specifically say really quick? What did the Rams do? Um, to stop the Seattle offense, they just kind of just like they just got they got some like really good pressure against the um uh, against the C- against the Seattle offensive line who um they lost a couple they lost both of their, like their starting tackles during the game so that that kind of helped the the Rams off defensive line a little bit but they got a lot of pressure and they they also did a really good job of like covering um all the a few of the wide receivers too and they stopped the running game so I think uh. I think they just, just kind of like shut them down as like as uh as um as the game went along. Like they gave up like uh only three points in the second half. So. All right, yeah. uh, Stafford looked pretty good. Yeah. Yes, and my boy Stafford did well. And it, I think the Rams are actually a little better than people were saying going into the season. I don't think they're like if they can stay healthy. Like, I think they'll be a wild card team. That's a big if. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, yeah. I mean, it, it, without yeah, they they finally got. Contributions from wide receivers that have been hurt in the past, like Tutu Atwell, 119 yards. Puka, this guy, he was hyped up going into season two, also at 119 yards. Two guys, 119 yards each. Um, but yeah, Stafford did look really good in that game. But Seattle, did you on the guys... other hand, looked like trash. Did, did yeah, you... Z, I, I remember going into last year, you were down on Geno Smith and he had the crazy year. But do you think he's going back to yes. reverting back to being Geno Smith again? Was. Uh, very yeah. did you I guys think uh, did you guys hear the clip of him with the ball when Aaron Donald was coming <laughs> right at him yeah I was like oh my god <laughs> I thought that <laughs> I was really that. funny because that's how I would react if Aaron Donald were sprinting was, I'm so glad they got that that's it was incredible to watch that, that clip uh, it, I gotta look for yeah, that. You just type in uh, oh my god Geno Smith and you'll see it it's there it, it's like it was on the broadcast, I guess. They had the field mic'd up, and it just Aaron Donald's like two steps away from me. He just goes, oh, my God, and he throws it like five yards into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> this, this does feel like a bit of a revenge game for the Lions. I Absolutely. mean, they didn't get gypped or anything, but that was a frustrating game last year, and they had a good shot to win it. So I'm excited to just destroy him. I'm hoping. Definitely, definitely. And though. Actually, the Rams had pretty decent success, especially in the red zone rushing in this game. Uh, that's something the Lions would take advantage of. 
this is still a bad secondary too uh, for Seattle. They they didn't actually they didn't have their first round draft pick. Who a lot of people thought the Lions were going to draft Devon Witherspoon uh, from Illinois. Um, he's hurt right now, uh, but you have Diggs in the secondary, uh, and Bobby Wagner had 19 tackles from in the last game. So that's another guy to look out yeah. for. Um, Is Witherspoon out this week too? I don't know. I mean, we're recording this on Monday, so I don't know about the status of their tackles either. Um, I, I would imagine they'd be questionable up until game time. Um, so I, I thought Witherspoon might be out for a couple games at least. So I think he will not be back this game, but obviously I'm just making my best Don't guess this early in the week. Um, but this yeah. is a very vulnerable defensive team for Seattle they, and they've prided, prided themselves on defense in the past. Um, but they didn't really do a lot to correct it in the offseason, in my opinion. Um, they still have Tariq Wollen, which is a guy I wish uh, the Lions drafted, but uh, they didn't. I, I can't believe we got to the fifth round. But, but that, I'm I'm going all over the place, but anyways. Uh, uh, well, Kidget said Witherspoon could play this week. He's practicing. Oh, is he? So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Most of what happens when we record this a little earlier in the week. Uh, the injuries are a little more up in the air, unfortunately. Um, But anyways, uh, Bob, just are you going to the game, Bob? Are you going to the game this Sunday? Yeah, I am. How I am. I'm hyped are you <laughs> crazy. to be in that building? And are you going to bring some earplugs? <laughs> so hyped. Yeah, I'll be creating a lot of the noise. Probably should bring earplugs. Uh, it's going to be awesome. They're unveiling the Barry Sanders statue this Ooh. week. And uh, everyone's coming off that Kansas City game. I mean, as we've talked about before, they already sold out their season tickets. This city is ready to go off man this is i think the loudest game i've been to there is that bears monday night mm. game and i think that's that was loud <laughs> we'll probably uh eclipse that this year whether this week or the raiders game or something but it's gonna happen I, this i'm so psyched you guys gotta be psyched too for this one man. Huh. absolutely i i i can't wait to see how loud it is in there uh especially against seattle a team that i don't particularly enjoy uh i just don't like Seattle. I don't know what it is. I just never liked them. I don't know if it's like the Pete Carroll ness of it all, or um, the the Legion of Boom era because I thought they're kind of smug. I don't know. They just always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But uh, Connor, just your thoughts about just the vibes of this this first home game for the Lions this year? Uh, yeah. I mean, as you know, Baba's season tickets, and I've gone with them many times, and. Over the years, you know, I remember the the fire milling chants and guys would run around the stadium with paper bags in their heads and yeah, uh, the glory days. I, I we've come so far as a fan base, and I think this city is just so ready for a winner that I I I don't think Seattle is quite prepared for for what they're going to hear. I think it's going to be insane, and I'm jealous. I really wanted to go, but unfortunately, the person I was going with bailed on me, so oh. no longer going. But I will still be screaming through the TV, hoping that does something. But I, I think it's going to be a very special home atmosphere this week. And I think it'll be that way all season. Um, and yeah, every primetime game, every home game, I think it's just going to be really loud. And I think opponents are going to have to think about that um, UJ. every week. Yeah, yeah. The crowd, uh, you know, Seattle's famous for their 12th man and the noise they make in that their stadium. I mean, they're actually recognized for it. But I think... Uh, I think there's going to be a new, 
bigger, louder 12th man now in the league now in Detroit. This crowd's going to go crazy, and it's going to be awesome to watch. It's like the coronation of Dan Campbell walking on this this season, walking out in front of that huge crowd. Man, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, it's going to be electric. Should Dan Campbell come out like shirtless and like leather pant, like I'm like a WWE wrestler, you know? And just, no, you just should come out on a Harley. You come out on a Harley. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That's what he should do. Or come out like <laughs> come out, open a beer with his head and chug it or something like that. Yeah, shotgun <laughs> one. Yeah, perfect. That'd be awesome. Oh, Walking man. a lion on a leash. Yeah. yeah, let the lion loose on the field. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd, that'd be even better. That'd be the best of all. <laughs> or riding one. Oh, man. That would be. Yeah, yeah. They should, like, dress up like a Seahawk and have the lion attack it, you know. <laughs> Feathers flying. Love it. Yes. Yes. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I hope they, you know, how before the games, they had those, uh, those hype videos, you know, Detroit, you know, and the whole. I hope they do a new one this year. That's yeah, yeah, uh, even better. Last one was good. Did you see that they had Lions fans in Ford Field watching the road yeah. game? I, I yeah, I that saw that. I wonder how many people think, were actually there. It's hard to tell from the glimpse. Looked like less than ten thousand, like just in one, like three or oh, four sure sections. Way less than ten thousand. It's a long way to go to the bathroom as opposed to like just watching from home. <laughs> that was my first thought for yeah. <laughs> That should be a regular thing, man. It's kind of cool. Honestly, yeah, like cool. If the Lions are playing a road playoff game, I would think about it. Like you could probably oh, yeah. get half that would a be full cool. stadium That'd there. Be That'd be really cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, so facing Seattle, five and a half point favorites. Uh, what do you want to see out of the Lions this game that we didn't see in the first game? I want to throw that over to UJ first. Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. So I came up. Yeah. With I want to see. Uh... <laughs> I, I'll go back to more Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we just got a teaser last week, and it's funny how they didn't use him that much last week. I, almost like they were, almost like Ben Johnson was purposely holding them back. You know, like we're not, mm-hmm. even though we're playing against the Chiefs in a, in a huge game, like we're still holding back. Like we're we're not showing everything yet. It's it's too early. They're they're holding the cards close to his chest. And, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the, as the season progresses. Uh, I think Ben Johnson's a, some evil genius out there, and he's he's got a lot of things up his sleeve. And uh, and uh, just more Jameer Gibbs. That's what I, I would like to see. I, I think he's going to light the place up with some of his runs, and it'll be fun. And uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I I saw a meme. It was like because uh, Ben Johnson was quoted, "We're going to use Jameer Gibbs in ways that you'll never." you know, think of, and then it was a picture of the bench. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I hope that's not recurring. Like you're saying, I hope, I hope but the lions have are notably like pretty patient bringing in these rookies uh, into like the flow of the game and such. With the exception of Sam Laporta, he played, he played a large portion of this game. Uh, but anyways, uh, Bob, I want to ask you the same question too. Uh, what do you, what do you want to see out of the lions uh, in this game that we, you know, what, yeah. What's the step up? Well, I kind of, I kind of want to see just an overall balance. You know, looking at last year's Seattle game compared to this one, you know, I want the our defense to play a better game. You know, and, and contain these guys. And I'd like to see the passing game like open up a little bit. Uh, we had some Amon Ra. I want more on Amon Ra, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, get get the passing game going, which I think we'll be able to do better at home for sure because they always they always play well at home. 
and uh, it's going to be sealed out for the defense. So I think uh, both sides of the ball can improve. Um, so that's what I'm looking for, just general overall team play, you know, to get better compared to last year. So Definitely. Connor? We didn't pass to Panay Sewell nearly enough against the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, just I kind of touched on what Bob said. I, I think I'd just like to see the offense kind of dial it up a little bit more, get a little bit more of that creative play calling from Ben Johnson that we knew and loved last year. Um, and I'd like to see Goff hit three touchdown passes next week. It'd be really cool. And a couple oh my gods out of uh, the defense. Uh, Geno <laughs> Smith, one uh, because they're coming at him. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe Hutch will come after him this time or um, Ali McNeil yeah. or who knows. Uh, yeah, anyone. Hopefully they mic him up. James Houston might get him. Who knows? But man, oh man, I'm really excited to see what this defense can do, especially, especially if Seattle has both their tackles out or are playing injured. Uh, it looks like Chase Lucas, or sorry, Abe Lucas has like a. An old knee injury that he's re-aggravated. They won't know him like roughly till game time if he's going to play. And then Charles Cross, um, their other tackle, um, has like a toe injury that is also extremely nagging him. Uh, and it, if you're a big man with a hurt toe, ain't good. Uh, so even if these guys play, they they might be playing severely banged up, which could be a major boon to this deep Lions defensive line. I want to see more out of Charles Harris in this game than we saw in game one. Uh, I He kind of disappeared on me in the first game against Kansas City. I want to see more out of him in this game. Uh, and I I hope Aquara is activated in this game. I want to see him come out and show up for a few plays. Uh, I think he'll be, he could be, that he could show up uh, a little extra motivation playing at home. Um, and I want to see our offensive lines be a little better than last week. I know they were good, but I want them to see it be great. I want to see them be as capable as we know they are, uh, which is the top one or two offensive line in the NFL, the top three at the very least. Um, I didn't think they played like top three. I thought they played like a top 10 offensive line last week, you know? But yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Hey, I heard when Charles Cross uh, injured his toe, they. They called a tow truck right away. Uh, <laughs> all right, podcast over. Uh, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> even before the predictions were on that <laughs> note, all right. that was no, awesome. it's just over. I I <laughs> still want to make the T-shirt that just says "On that note." Uh, Drinking <laughs> yeah. the blue Kool Aid on the back. We'll make millions. We'll make billions. <laughs> billions. Uh, yes. Uh. But yeah, I mean this this is a Seahawks team. I, I would imagine the Lions are gonna throw a lot of intermediate to deep routes. Uh this is they are they can be severely exposed. Um Amon Ra should have an absolute field day against this defense, in my opinion. Now if Witherson plays that it that adds an interesting layer. Um, you know, top five cornerback, but he's coming off an injury. It's his, it'll be his first game if he does play. Uh and Amon Ra is gonna show him, you know, what's up. He's gonna show introduce him to the NFL. Uh, a little bit, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, th- this is a I, I, I think this is just a super favorable matchup. I'm surprised the line's actually not a little higher. I, I would imagine it might go a little higher as we get closer to game time. Um, but how about on the defense side of the ball? We, we, we mentioned some offense players. Uh, do you guys have any defense players you wanted to maybe see stuff? I, I want to see Kirby Joseph kind of reclimate for yeah. his uh, yeah. you know, long, long pass that he gave up last week. Yeah, I'd like to see Kirby get a pick this week. 
I want to see those turnovers start happening for our defense. A uh, little competition between uh, CJ Gardner Johnson and Kirby Joseph for the lead. I'd love a CJ pick. Oh, that would get me going. Oh, that would get the whole. That <laughs> oh, would yeah. get the crowd hyped. I mean, man's already hype machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that would get the crowd actually going. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you on that one. That'd be awesome. Uh, I mean, Seattle is, does have a deep receiving core uh, that we, definitely is a concern. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Uh, I, I thought Metcalf might get suspended because he like he put a horrible hit. Like the play was over. They're on the far side of the field, and DK Metcalf just ran up full speed and decked somebody from behind on the Rams. Uh, right, Kid J, right? That, that's what happened? I, I saw the video, but you you're watching full game. Uh, do you think Metcalf deserved a su- suspension? Yeah, suspension. I, I don't think so. But that, that was oh, nasty So you like when opposing players just knock your guys over uh, for no reason <laughs> at full speed? No, no, I don't like it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but well, that answers yeah. that question, Big Z. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people. I saw people calling for suspension stuff because it was a pretty dirty hit. Like for, I don't know, but I, I, it, it yeah. seems like he might play. Uh, Kid Jay's old school, you know. Knock him down, get right. back up. Get up. Yeah. Good crying. Suspension. Um, Jackson, on, play. Jackson Smith and the Jigba as well. Their first round pick. I had three catches for thirteen yards last week. I mean, they only had one hundred twelve total passing last week. It was not a good uh, showing for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the way at least that the you know these backup tackles come in, they they cannot pick up uh, these stunts as well, and that's where the Rams are really successful. Uh, last week was stunning up the middle with. I mean, when you have a guy like Aaron Donald, the stunts work a little faster uh but i would still like the lines get a little creative uh confuse this offensive line and get additional pressure that way as well and i want to see more jack campbell because i liked what i saw in the first game i want to see a little more of jack campbell especially in the pass coverage uh he's probably gonna go against like the the dns like will disley um and maybe cover the running back like kenneth walker or charbonnet kenneth walker probably is more likely to take Exceptions out of the backfield that Charbonnet um, for this Seattle offense. Um, yeah, but this this is a defense that could definitely be exposed. Are you guys excited to see Diggs back in the building in Ford Field for second year in a row? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always liked him, and I feel like he got a. It wasn't fair the way he was pushed out of Detroit. So I was actually happy to see him do well in Seattle. He became a cornerstone for them. Yeah, he's definitely been a leader for them. Uh, yeah, all these people, the Quintricia people got rid of these guys. Like Slay had a 70 yard mm-hmm, touchdown return right. this week. So, you know, yeah. all these guys who were finished uh, are still great. You know, <laughs> did you guys see uh, Darius Slay reunited with Patricia? Like, Patricia like walked over to him at practice and they high Oh, yeah, because he's an assistant was... for Philadelphia. Now. Yeah. Yeah. He is. It was the most awkward looking exchange I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Slay has shaded him on Twitter many times. Since, uh, <laughs> It'd be since funny if he still did it. No. That would um, be funny. But yeah, Owl, how the mighty have fallen. Patricia, court head coach to do all pretty much like assistant GM for the Patriots to offense coordinator to assistant on the. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't even have like a coordinator role or a position group. He's just kind of a floating its defensive assistant, I guess. Um. I don't know. They gave him a wooden gun to carry around, like. In, <laughs> you know. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Um, all right, gentlemen. So let's get to our last segment of the podcast. What's that? Well, there's actually two, but they're both around predictions. Ooh. So we have two type of predictions we're going to do. First is our that's right the roar of the week that is where we're gonna <laughs> highlight one player offense defense or special teams Riley Patterson, um that we think is going to impact the game the most and i want to throw this over to connor first i've got nothing to base this off i just feel like khalif raymond's gonna feast mm. i i i think he looked pretty solid against the Chiefs and I think he's going to continue to get looks as JMO's out and Marvin Jones is maybe not playing as well as he used to and I, I think Khalif's going to have a really big game. He's my my roar of the week. Are you, are you thinking pun return or are you thinking uh, receiving and how, if so how many receiving I was, yards? I was thinking more in the receiving yards. I'm going to say he gets uh, 112 receiving Holy yards. Holy cow. He's, wow. I think he's going to really pop off. Wow. Um and he's going to wow. get Let's one go. touchdown. Let's go. That's that's the drinking one. the buku I'd take. And I realize other people may think that's ridiculous, but that's beautiful. my that's my pick. That's beautiful. Yeah. Bob. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we're just doing the first prediction here. Yeah. The prediction. roar of the week. Roar. Well, well it's not my <laughs> roar of the week, but Jack Fox, I think, will not punt this game. He'll be sitting on the bench with the Mountain Dew bottle dipping, you know, spitting in it and just watching the game. <laughs> but uh, my. My roar of the week is I'm going to go uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think this is it. Home crowd, you know, the, the lights of home, and uh, he's just going to go off on that field, man. We're going to see a uh, couple runs and I think some big stuff in the passing game from him. So Gibbs is my guy. Gibbs, I like it. We I like, like it. it. The, the fans like it. I think the listeners like it. It's a beautiful pick. All right, UJ. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Hutch on this one. I think he's ripe for a huge game here. Geno Smith's going to have nightmares about him after this game. Uh, two, maybe three sacks in this game and a bunch of pressures, a bunch of tackles. He's going to be a dominant force in this game. So I'm going with our boy Hutch. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, like I went with a rookie last week, Brian Branch. I'm going to go with another rookie this week, Jack Campbell. I think Jack Campbell gets in a little more of this game. I think he gets a pick in this game, too, over the middle at some point. Uh, so Jack Campbell, I, I think, is just going to get more and more involved in this defense as we progress forward. And maybe I'm picking it too early in the season, high, highlighting him as my roar of the week. But uh, oh, the roar is coming out of my belly. I'm feeling Jack Campbell right now. I can't stop it. <laughs> it's destiny. He was your favorite uh, guy pick. in the draft. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was your favorite, I know. I, I mean, I liked him, but you were really on – you and uh, Road Dog are really, really in the Campbell train. Um I like it, though, Z. I like it. All right. I like it. So now let's get to our... Oh, by the way, if you don't like our name, Roar of the Week, well, that's okay, because we're, we still take a recommendation. Set us up on Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool-Aid or Twitter at Drinking Lions. Right now, we're going to roar every week until somebody tells us not to. 
uh, or it gives us a better suggestion. Uh, anyways, let's go to our last segment, uh, which is our, again, predictions is two categories, Roar of the Week, and now it's our predictions. <laughs> maybe we don't have to call Roar of the Week predictions. You know, it feels like. Yeah, maybe I'll. We could, I'll we could just call it Roar of the Week and then predictions. <laughs> It feels a little confusing. (laughs) I think you're right. That is good. Yes. Because I had had predictions on two subsets, but I don't know how to introduce the fact that we're doing predictions. Anyway. Predictions hits harder when you say one. So we do our predictions right now, and I'm going to throw it over to UJ first. Oh, a lot of pressure here. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a revenge game. Big revenge game for our Lions. uh, Huge. uh, You know, Geno Smith... uh, he had a big year last year, but the guy sucks. Come on, let's face it, man. He had a, he said it had been horrible his whole career, and all of a sudden he has one good year, and, and this guy's no, no way, man. He had a lucky year last year. We're gonna crush this guy. Uh, our lines, defense and offense, are gonna dominate in this game, and I, I don't think it's gonna be a very close game, to be honest with you. Mm. I think the lines are come out just a, guns a blazing, and uh, I, and oh man, we're gonna win this thing big. I. I I'm really saying 42 to 10. They're going to get a lucky touchdown somehow or not. There may be a field goal, but, uh, but I think it's be a, I really do think this is going to be a one-sided game. Uh, it, it's hard to say he's going to be the player of the game. There's going to be a lot of people with a lot of stats and, uh, but I'm going to go with Jared Goff in this one. I think he's going to light it up. He's going to hit a lot of different receivers, have 350 plus yards and at least three touchdowns at least. Wow. And my score is going to be 42 to 10 at 42 wow. to 10. We're going to, this is going to be a dominant game, uh, dominant from the game. Rod Dog, is that you? <laughs> I got Rod his Dog, prediction with me too. I'll so UJ is forty-two ready. to ten. Now we have Rod Dog's prediction. Okay, I'm going to give it to you exactly as he wrote it to me. Okay, Lions seventy-three, Seahawks is zero because we don't punt the whole game. Hutch has three sacks. Branch and CJGJ pick sixes each. Gibbs two hundred yards and three TDs. Goff throws for five TDs. How's that? I'll, well, I'll do the math later, but <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we'll we'll take it for his word. <laughs> well, with 73 points, you could probably do it. It probably works. And his pick to uh, Roar was uh, Hutch, too. So, anyway, that's his prediction. All right. But I, I'm actually sort of in line with him this week. I, I really think we're going to dominate this game. Maybe not the score he says, but uh, yeah, I, I'm seeing a big victory this week. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Uh, well, we have two dominant, 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 dominant predictions. Let's go over to Bob. All right. Hey, I, I like the way UJ has a roar of the week plus his game MVP. So he's got like two shots at it, you know, with Goff as his MVP. And uh, <laughs> but anyway, hey, uh, you know, yeah. Hey, one's roar think, and one's MVP. They're different things. <laughs> different, okay. Totally yeah, different. Different. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love the Lions in this game now, but. The one thing is uh, Pete Carroll is a heck of a coach, so you can't sleep on these guys. But having said that, it's going to be 45 to 10 Lions revenge match. It's going to be very one-sided. Mercy. I I love this, this matchup this week. So Yeah. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, I think I think the offense is going to light it up this week. And the defense will do very well. I like uh, Hutch to get some sacks. A couple. So, there you go. Lions got to eat, right, Bob? Hutch. Yeah, hell yeah. All right. Well, we have seventy-three nothing, forty-two ten, and forty-five to ten. Right? Ten. Wow. All yeah. right, uh, Connor. 
I might change the vibes up a little here. Uh, I do think the Lions are going to win convincingly. Um, How I think convincingly, gonna, though? I think Goff's going to throw for three touchdowns, and we're going to rush for another one. And I think the score is going to be 28-10 Lions. Um, a solid win, and I think the the touchdown from the Seahawks is going to be a garbage time, like midway through the fourth. You know, mm. we're just resting our starters, and they're lobbing it up. So I'm going to say uh, 28-10, three touchdowns from Goff, and a sack from Hutch. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Mm. I think we should have our predictions now of Big Z's prediction. Is it going to be a close game? I think he's going to say he's going to say we're going to eke one out here. That's what I think. Yeah, Connor, you're close. You're close. You're close. I have the Lions. I (laughs) I have the Lions winning in a very similar fashion to the Rams. The Rams dominated the game against Seattle, especially in the second half. But I have, uh, I think the Lions take a slightly bigger lead early on. And the Rams are down at halftime, then outscoring twenty-three nothing the second half. But um, I have the Lions winning this thirty-one to thirteen. Oh, okay. uh, so all Ooh. of us predicting a great defensive performance from the Lions in this game because they're going to be hyped out of their minds uh, with this crowd and this energy. Um, and then all of us at least having the Lions eclipse 30 points. I, I'm probably too low, but I, I can't revise. I made That's, my I made, I made my prediction. I wrote it down. I, I can't change it. You know, it's an ink. Yeah, I think Graber called. It's already chiseled in. So it's too late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it. There's our ever-famous predictions, but we'd like to hear your predictions, listeners, at Instagram, uh, uh, Instagram, at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, Twitter, at Drinking Lions. You can email them in, too, if you want. Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid at gmail.com, then we'll read them next week, see who's the closest. Um, whatever method, you know. Here's my, I'll give you my phone number. Uh, no, we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep it easy right now. Maybe. Hey, Z, let me, I want to say something real quick. The, the way this season is going, it's going to be amazing. Everyone who is listening should tell their friends about this podcast and let's all do this thing together. Yes. Let's just get, let's join in. Let's get the excitement building. Tell your friends and family, get your grandmother to listen. I mean, this is going to be an exciting year for Detroit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can already tell the Vikings are frauds. We know the Bears are the worst team in football. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the last thing I wanted to talk about really quick. Just your thoughts yeah. about the Lions and where they sit in the FC North compared to the other three teams that we watched this weekend. I thought the Lions looked like um, the class of the division. Oh yeah, I, the Packers looked like Jordan Love looked okay. I mean, he didn't. He looked good, but the Bears looked so bad that it's gonna skew it, you know. And the Vikings looked terrible. I thought. I thought that was an embarrassing loss for them. So I'm excited, Bob. Yeah, yeah. I think that so far, yeah, and I think it will continue to be. The Lions are going to be the class of the division. Packers are a bit of a mystery because they played the Bears, who are terrible. But uh, I, I think uh, the Lions for sure. The class of this division, UJ. Yeah, I kind of echo you guys a little bit. Uh, yeah, the Packers uh, did look pretty good, but you have to take that with a grain of salt because the Bears are just awful. Uh, and and the Vikings, uh, you know, I had them in my confidence pool. I think everyone did, and uh, they just laid an egg in that game at home. Just brutal. I think I think whatever luck they had last year is is gone. <laughs> they're going to yeah, probably Vikings be losing and zero in one score games last year. Yeah, it's probably going to be the opposite this year, right? They're going to be eleven or zero and eleven in those games. So yeah, right now the Lions are the class of the division. You just have to keep it up. Packers could be sneaky good. It's hard to tell yet. It's still early, but uh, but I do think we're the class of the division. Definitely, I would totally agree with you. I, I I've told Bears fans this, and I've said on this podcast, I don't think Justin Fields 
is a great quarterback beyond his scrambling ability. The man cannot read a defense. He holds on the ball longer than I think there's only two other quarterbacks in the NFL to hold on to it longer uh, than him on average. And it's Baker Mayfield and another one. Uh, but either way, it's like bottom rung quarterbacks. Uh, and I, I would imagine the Bears draft a different quarterback next year by this time. Uh, I'll have the number I one. Pray pick. it's not Caleb Williams. I, I need the defense. Caleb Williams okay. says he has to like the organization if he's going to get drafted by them. Otherwise, he'll just go back to college. So. <laughs> Honestly, it's QB suicide to go to the Bears. I would consider staying if I were him in the Bears probably, especially if Virginia McCaskey is the owner. Like you talk about, bet like the Lions have had their ownership issues in the past. Uh, the Bears have their own ownership issues. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, I heard and he, he made three million dollars this year playing college ball, so he's in no. no yeah, to... that's a great point, Bob. <laughs> that's a great point. You don't have the rush like you once maybe had to. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so I think we're gonna wrap it up here. I am mentioned our. Uh, social media handles. Um, but want to thank sideline report.com for hosting the podcast. So always appreciate that. And I want to thank our producer. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. All right. That was better. It was definitely better than doing being Rudd dog did it the other night. Just the two of us. So <laughs> that was a little, uh, yeah, didn't go well. Um, but man, yeah. Lions. First home game of the year, sold out Ford Field. It's going to be lit. Bob, I hope you're going to share some videos on the social media if you can. Let Lions fans who can't be yeah. there get a feel for what it's like. Uh, hope you get the tailgate or whatever you uh, can do before the game. And then, uh, yeah, try try to say hi to Barry Sanders for us, too. A statue All right, we'll do. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us here on this episode. Uh, it'll uh, probably run throughout the week. Maybe we'll have some on Friday uh, very, very quick, but more on that later. But thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you. Appreciate you. And last but not least, as always, go! Go! Lions! Forward down the field A charging team that will not yield And when the blue and silver wave Stand and cheer the brave, rock, 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 go hard, win the game, with honor you will keep your fame, down the field and gain, a Lions victory, go! go.